The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! We've gotten away from the whole Marjorie Titan Green and fucking Second Amendment Barbie. We've gotten away from that because that gets boring after a while because they're so predictably stupid. And Bobert has done nothing but every week shit out a tweet. And that's the only way I can express it. It's like a bad case of gas where she just farts out a tweet. It gets immediately fucking destroyed by everybody else. Like people follow her. Half of her followers, I'm going to probably say three quarters of her followers are people that just want to fucking troll. Yeah, for sure. She's a, she's a bad legislator as well as being a bad person. And her, um, her husband's a sexual predator. I just like to always make sure I throw (laughs) that into the mix. But so I don't know if you heard about this, but there was a bill going through the house that basically said the national park services or what the cool kids call the NPS Uh, national park services it was to make sure that they recognized the atrocities that the U.S. government committed back in World War II with Japanese internment camps. and con- They were essentially concentration camps. I mean, let's not mince words. And I didn't know there was over 150,000 Japanese Americans put into these camps. I didn't know it was numbers to that degree. That's fucking horrifying to think in our recent history we took we took people that were american citizens we're talking about people also that we've met i mean this didn't happen no in the 1800s friends of ours parents yeah um this is still there there are millions of or not millions but there's obviously thousands of people still alive from that era that experienced the atrocities so this bill basically said that they were going to designate areas in national parks for memorials and for you know to recognize and remember the fact that we did this we did this. We've got to own it. And it was also part and parcel as well for the teaching of this, um, that we are going to recognize in our school curriculums the atrocities we committed. You would think this would be a home run bill. Yeah. And we've had plenty of bills go through Congress with 100% voting. Um, there were 17 out of the 100 and whatever, 70 or whatever House um, Congress people that voted on the 17 detractors that said, no, we can't have this. <laughs> this is horrible why we would be honest about our past. And I'm going to just give you a couple guesses. Who do you think out of the 17 detractors? Who, well, we who might we clearly be? know two. Right. The, the mean girls. 
Mean Girl Club. Of the Congress. Yeah. And questionable. <laughs> the Heathers. The Heathers. Yes. That's old reference. You should watch Heathers, by the way. It's oh, my a great God. Movie. If you haven't seen Heathers. It's a great movie. Get on it. Get on it, bitch. Um, obviously, Titan Green, Bobert, Louis Gomert, who, if you don't know who Louis Gomert is, look him up. He's yeah, he's a, a piece of work. He's a treasure. Um, he basically votes against anything dealing with humanity. I mean, I don't know what else to say about that. But it was hilarious because Rex has been getting uh, robocalls from Bobert. And it's funny that as a black woman, and she's a person of color, by the way, guys. Okay? Just let it go. <laughs> um, but as a black woman, her getting the calls and me not getting the calls as a registered Democrat, she's registered. <laughs> but they seem to be focused on calling her three times a week. And it's pretty preposterous and hilarious. My question becomes, how do you phrase why you would vote against this? Because one guy said it was basically because of where the memorials would be located. He would like them elsewhere. That was his bone of... I I don't know what that means. But essentially, it wasn't like he's saying, I don't like it, but I don't like where you guys are going to put it. Right. So, okay, I'll give you that. That's fine. But um, why... What leg do you have to stand on congressionally? Yeah, yeah. I mean... It's gross. It's gross. This is the anti-CRT thing. Yeah. This is an extension of that. 100%. Not being able to admit that we did bad things in the past. And let's be honest, maybe they're being pretty intellectually honest with their position. I, I, again, thank you. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... We can't we can't honor the Asians and shit all over black people at the same time. No, it's one or the other. Uh, but it, but it's funny they don't see the world through that lens, Aaron. <laughs> they don't see color. Um, hilarious. Uh, but no, this goes back to that's what that last dickhead um, that was our president. I don't know if you remember him. Um, I'm he was thinking, weird, old, fat, orange. Do you remember um, that guy? The last one I remember is Clinton. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he had his issues as well. Um, that being said, ever since that guy took office, it's awesome. We get to see our racists and bigots now. Yeah, we they used to be hidden in the darkness, mm-hmm. and now they are front and center and proud. Yep. There's video after video of like I don't know if you ever watch like Karen videos or like people acting out in public, and I'm sure it went on. Obviously, it went on. Prior to the cell phone. I get that. But people are so fucking emboldened now. Yeah. They're like, you dirty Mexican dog. And fucking, they're saying all the like, and they're fine with it. 100%. Super okay with it. It's hilarious to me that, you know, this is, at least we've dragon, dragon, (laughs) that's not a word. Dragged. Uh, Thank you. Uh, We dragoned them out. Um, into the light, though, I guess. So now you know. You know the guy, and I hate to put it like this, but you know, the like, we drove to the casino the other day, took the family bowling, Rex and the little one. It was super fun. Um, on the way out there, we drive through a rural area where we're from, an old Durangi, and there was a guy that said, don't blame me. I didn't vote for Biden, or you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, of course. And don't you autumn it used to be like if I saw somebody with a bush bumper sticker, it didn't necessarily mean they were racist. Right. But isn't that kind of a thing now? And that's probably short sighted on our part, but um But is it but true? I don't know. 
I mean, I, I know a lot of people that are Trump supporters that aren't racist. Okay. You know what I mean? But are I they do. flag-waving fucking no. getter duns? Eh, some of them. Okay. <laughs> I pulled up to this I pulled up to uh Home Slice Three Springs and be and sitting in the front was a Subaru Outback. Right? This is the iconic car of the crunchy 100%. tree hugger. On the back of the car was no less than 35 bumper stickers with the Punisher Blue Line. Oh, yep. Um, uh, Blue Lives Matter. Uh, my 223 is my address. Those people. Just filth, right? Well, On a yeah. Subaru Outback. I didn't know what to think. <laughs> I went inside of the restaurant looking for this person. Right. And I found her and it was one person, it was a lady. Yeah. She might have been portly. She might have been handsome. Um I went up to my bartender at the time. I go, Did you see that did you see her did you see her car? She goes, No, I'm afraid to talk to her. She's making me very nervous. Wow. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. It's so on brand though. Yeah, dude. no kidding. You know, you're gonna be by yourself after pulling up in your racist mobile. Super is just to have like the evolution fish on them. You know, what I, I know. Mean? I'm yeah. used to that. I'm used to that. I'm used <laughs> Visualize to world peace. Co- coexist. 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 Yeah, yeah. Right? Colorado native. Colorado native. <laughs> Which there's none anymore. None. Um, by the way, fuck you. Who cares? By the way, so what? You were born somewhere. Yeah. And you're still here. <laughs> Congrats. Kudos to you, buddy. Um, anywho, but I, I thought know. that I thought that was funny with the fucking I, you could literally say we should not kill baby we should Oh, I'm sorry. I won't even well, cuz that brings up proportion. <laughs> you should not randomly shoot people. And there would still be 15 votes against it in yeah, the house. Right, 100%. For whatever reason, dude. Yeah. They don't care anymore. Good. There's always going to be detractors. Drag them out to the sunlight, brother. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's what we do here on the podcast. Because that's what we're doing is we're podcasting. And uh, if you haven't noticed already, you have because you clicked on us and then you're listening. So obviously you know. But if you don't know, you're going to. We are the whiskiest of reels and the riskiest of wheels. We are. The Whiskey Reel. We are sitting many, many, many miles above the Earth's crust, looking down on you, judging, especially Bobby. Bobby likes to judge. I judge. It's very judgy. Um, We are in Cloud City, ready to perform and guffaw with all of you folks. It is a beautiful, beautiful Saturday. Spring is literally around the corner, and by that I mean like tomorrow-ish. Yeah. Uh, by the time you hear this, it will be spring. Doesn't mean we won't get a couple more snow dumps. I'm almost okay with it. I hate it, but I'm going to accept it because I know around the corner, it's sun's out, guns out, brother. We're looking at summertime, and I could not be happier about that. Thank you very much. And uh, we are two gentlemen sitting here on microphones trying to uh, really sum up our lives and sum up the state of the world. Yeah. We don't really do it. All the time? No, we don't. But we take a crack at it. <laughs> uh, sitting across from me is one of my best friends. Um, he is the Bobby Duke. He is uh, the Honey Vadger, <laughs> as was brought up in a recent text by one Fuck Mr. I forgot Sean about Marietta. that one. The Honey Vadger. Um, <laughs> he is a beautiful man, inside and out. He likes his gins, he likes his tonics, and he <laughs> likes his fernets. This is one Mr. Bobbitt Van Noise of the Tallahassee Van Noises. Thanks, buddy. 
uh, across from me. How are you doing, by the way? Mm. I'm doing pretty well, actually. Okay, me doing too. Doing better than I thought I was going to do. Yeah, yeah. It's allergy season. It's allergy <laughs> season. And yeah, I'll talk about last night. I'll I'll go over that after you're okay. done. So my buddy sitting across from me, Mr. Antonio Branderas. We call him Tony Montanus. Yes. He is the opposite of Dorian Gray. He is from the great state of Madagascar. <laughs> is it a state or a <laughs> no, country? Or it's happened? a country, right? It's an what's island. Happened? I don't know. Um, yeah, it's a risk thing. <laughs> it's a risk thing. <laughs> uh, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Man. You ready to I'm rock this well. out? I'm ready to rock this out. Uh, last night was hilarious. We were. This is a, a glitch I've never seen in I in any sort of uh, internet service. So we're trying to watch some shows. You know, we don't have the little one last night. Uh, we're like, okay, we're gonna go pick up some booze. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna stay in, right? Cook a little bit. Gonna keep it mellow. So we get home and we start to watch. So I have a new Xbox. <laughs> Humble brag. Um, I have a new <laughs> Xbox. Um, I got the X series brand new. I've had it for a few months. However, you know, shouldn't have any issues, right? My 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 internet is paid up. Thank you, Spectrum, for your outlandish charges. Um, so I'm feeling good. We we so the platform pops up, right? You know where you look on the initial page where you can pick whatever fucking service you want to start. We start with like Netflix. We're watching something and it goes to fucking Iron Butterfly Anagata Davida colors. Like it turns into a psychosis on Whoa. the screen. I'm like, okay, you know, sometimes it glitches weird. Yeah, yeah. We stop it. We go to another show. Same thing. We stop it. We go to another platform. Same thing thing we shut the fucking thing off reload the router reload the wi-fi plug it back in same thing oh no what do you do there's only one thing to do you put on 80s hip-hop and you pound (laughs) vodka and that's all you can do uh so i had a fun night we were dancing and i think we did uh you probably don't know that you probably don't know the song ready or not i don't think i do ready or not it's an old R&B song, which we just happen to know all the words to. So we thought it'd be a good idea to get hammered and do karaoke back and forth, <laughs> a la Michael McDonald and Patti LaBelle. Oh, bless their hearts. Killed it. Yeah. <laughs> Murdered it. And so I asked Rex, I'm like, dude, that was so much fun. She goes, I don't think it would be fun for other people. No. I was like, you're no. probably correct. But it was a good time. So I'm feeling no worse for wear. Uh, we are drinking a beautiful, beautiful thing that we got from our favorite liquor store in town. This is wagon wheel liquor. You know it. It's in the town center plaza. It's right across from the Rite Aid. You get your groceries. You get a hammer. You get some maybe some ice melt. Yeah. And 10 gallons of water. That's it. You get two scoops from... 31 Two flavors. Yep. And then you head over to Wagon Wheel and you pick up some beautiful product. They just redid the whole store. Yeah. Have you been in there? Beautiful floors. Great. It smells lovely. Sure. And I don't know, but it feels like they got more square footage. Feels and like varnish. Smells like varnish. Varnish. And, yeah. yeah. Varnish yeah. and like middling success. I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they repainted everything. They always have one of the best selections in town, especially for how much room they have. The people that work there. Obviously, we go in there way too much, so they know us by name, which is a little disconcerting, but that's fine. Um, 
we go in, we pick up stuff. Mark recommended something, and I already told him. I said, already did it on the podcast, bitch. Uh, he was going to give us the Traverse City. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we had already done it. And which, recently. Yeah, recently. So we went with something. I carry this in all the home slices. Is, is. Um, I fell in love with this. It's They have a regular straight whiskey, and they also have a port barrel finished. But And I have both of them. And they're lovely. It's a small company out of Washington. Uh, I love saying Washington, by the way. Rex hates <laughs> it, and that's why I'm expressing it as such. This is dry fly. Um, if you fly fish, that's what they're all about. It has a lure on the front. It's a beautiful squat <laughs> bottle. It's a fly. It's a, a fly. I mean, I guess a fly is a type of lure. No, yeah. I don't fucking fish. I'm from a fucking place where people have buildings. Um, <laughs> there's an embossed fish on the front and back of it. It's a squat bottle. Um, it's not unlike a Hendrix bottle. Yeah. If for the uninitiated, um, it's called dry fly. It's a straight wheat. We don't do a lot of these. This no. is 100% wheat. It's a whiskey. It's aged three years as a minimum age statement. Um, it's done in uh, new American oak with a medium char, uh, which tells you a little bit about it as well. The fact that they're doing this in new American oak every time shows that they give a shit, Absolutely. In, my, in my opinion. It has a beautiful amber color. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's more opaque Yeah, than it, a lot of bourbon. Exactly. And, yeah. But it's a goldish, amberish color. Um, 90 proof. It's a little bit of a dick kicker, guys. I won't be, um, you know, I'm not going to lie to you here. Um, it's a beautiful whiskey, small batch. Um, I'm I'm going to kick it over to Bobby because I've been rambling on about shit. But um, what do you think? Just well, first, first impressions. You know, over the years, as American whiskeys have become so prominent. Yeah. Um, gone, got, not we never are going to go away from bourbons, obviously, but American whiskeys are popping up in every state and every county. Everyone's opening a fucking distillery somewhere. Um, so the cool thing about that is you get to try a lot of. You're, you're going to taste whiskeys that you haven't had before, right? This tastes like a whiskey I don't think I've ever had before. That's great, actually. It's phenomenal. We've That's, done how many episodes? Yeah, a few <laughs> hundred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And um, no, this has a, I mean, this is, a, we always talk about sippers. Yeah. This is kind of a slammer, dude. Like you could drink Oof. this. Yeah, it's dangerous. You could power through this. Yeah, brother. Yeah. I wouldn't mix it with shit. No. And in the, I read some notes on it because I try to do something re- resembling research now <laughs> and then. Um, yeah. I mean, uh all the guys that would be the guys you would consider to know about beverages, um, it obviously would play well in an old fashioned, it would play well in a Manhattan. It wouldn't be my first pick. No. Even with the proof, even with the A B V. However, out of a plastic solo cup, um, it drinks <laughs> beautifully. Um and you know what's funny to me? It's interesting. They could have called this bourbon and they didn't. And you got to ask yourself why. Why didn't they call this bourbon? It's aged three years in barrel. It qualifies. Does it have enough corn? It doesn't have enough corn. But that's what I'm saying. They went away from what Kentucky is. I think this is an attempt by going straight wheat, um, by not having that, that corn influence. This is basically owning 
what American whiskey is rather yeah. than that's what you were that's what you when you had mentioned it it popped up in my brain we're not going down the bourbon trail no you know th- and I always put like Buffalo Trace and things that are this rich mapley dark and I love those too sure me too um, but this is no this is lovely it I feels mean, like big boy whiskey right it does it, it, it has a lot of those all the characteristics the red apple it has a lot of that it doesn't taste grainy for being straight wheat usually i can pick up weeded whiskeys there's a thing that happens i don't get that with this yeah this just tastes like really artisanal clean whiskey that's a really good way to put it clean is a very very apt description right? yeah. it doesn't feel like it's it's got a bunch of mud in it well and that's the corn influence being taken out you know what I mean? Because that the corn, sweetness. that sweetness right. and that little bit of viscosity that the, right. the corn 100%. provides, you know, this doesn't have that at all. This is like, it's going to be a little bit, a touch more astringent, but yeah. it's got a nice sweetness of its own. Mm. Very, very drinkable. Doesn't have a huge middle. I mean, it kind no. of tastes like what it tastes like. Yeah. It, it, it Usually we talk about attack and mid palate and finish. Mm. This dances over your tongue. Yeah, and what I mean by that, it does. It doesn't sit on your tongue and develop per se. And this is by no way discounting it because it's beautiful. It it jumps over your fucking palate and just is whiskey, and it's kind of shameless. Yeah, I mean, if this regard. wasn't a fifty dollar bottle, I'd just do shots of the shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with some diet bark chasers, just line them up. Love it, brother. Diet bark's uh, back. Yeah, right. Uh, we got this for a little bit because Wagon Wheel is our is our sponsor. So obviously we did not pay full price because we are not you. <laughs> we are us. Um, however, if you go in and buy this from Wagon Wheel, which you should, so one of the few places I carry this, they also do a port finished one, like I mentioned, that is fucking phenomenal. Same same age statement. It's darker because it's port. You can tell it extracted the port. So it almost has like a garnet color to it. It's yeah. beautiful. Um, you can go pick this up in the mid 40 range. It's not for you neophytes out there. If you want to get fucking if you want to get hammered, don't buy this. This isn't PBR slammers. Um, this is whiskey sipping. Yep. Uh, this is a you know, when your when your internet goes on the funk and you're dancing to eighties fucking uh R and B, you might want to sip this. Hundred percent. You don't want to smoke any weed. No. Which <laughs> changes everything. Um I can't smoke weed anymore. I can't um, either. I'm over it. I don't I like can't it. do it. I don't like it. I, we we did last night because somebody had as Durangoans are wont to do, instead of giving me a cash tip. I got a bag of weed. A bag of weed. Account, yeah, I know. Which I used to get that shit all, all the, time. the time. So I kept it. I keep it just for guests, really. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't really smoke anymore. I used to smoke all the time. And boy, it's a lot now. I mean, I don't know if I've changed or if the weed has changed. I'm sure both. It's, it's both. Both. You know what I mean? Because obviously, that's I know that's a cliche. It's been worn out. It's pretty like, mean. Yeah. Yeah. The, the weed that we grew up with was... Totally fucking different. Yeah. And that's just a fact. And this is some like, sciencey shit they're doing these <laughs> imagine, days, man. Imagine being 70 and growing up with dirt weed back in the 60s. Oh, yeah. And you're just smoking headache weed. Yeah. And you get high for 15 minutes and then you have a headache for three hours. <laughs> that was a good high back in the late yeah, 60s. for sure. Now, I, I take two hits of weed. I'm like, 
what is happening right yeah. now? And I'm having a good time because I don't smoke it all the time. Yeah. So it's I can still giggle and laugh and be a dumb shit. I just those all day smokers. Yeah. I don't I don't understand why I I don't want to be there all the time. So there's a rumor in the multiverse that Colorado's looking at a decriminalization of psilocybin. Which they already have done in Denver. Yeah. Yeah. But which, they're trying to make it statewide, I guess. I, I, I am all for mushrooms. 100%. I, I think if you are the right person doing the right mushrooms, it can be an amazing experience for you. I know. Um, I've, have you ever microdosed, bro? <laughs> are, you, are you down with microdosing, bro? I have such a typical Bobby story about this. <laughs> um, so, okay, I, I I enjoy mushrooms as well. Yeah, I think they're, they're, they're fucking so awesome. Super yes. fabulous. Just pop a handful of caps and hey. go. <laughs> um, uh, this young lady that I was kind of seeing, she's a little hippie-ish. No. Yeah. And she, like, has decided that she wanted to be kind of my therapist Oh God! Super trying to fix this, you know good, what I mean? Good luck, <laughs> good Julie. Luck. <laughs> good luck, patchouli, Julie. But yeah, so she started talking to me about microdosing or whatever, and she's like trying to explain the chemistry, and I'm, and I get it, you know, like yeah. I, lots of people have gotten PTSD relief, and oh, there's dude. a lot of addiction, yeah. PTSD. But really, what she was trying to do was <laughs> chill me the fuck out because <laughs> I'm an anxiety ridden piece of shit. You can't chill out the big bear. No, no, you can't. No. Yeah, you you take that away. What am I? <laughs> what are you? It's like cutting Samson's hair, man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I finally, I was just like, "Look, I know how fucking mushrooms work. I did them Saturday." <laughs> That's how that goes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And she got it. She got really annoyed. And, yeah, shocker. And then I just let that drift away. <laughs> Which they usually do. I put her back in the wild. They call it the Natalie Wood. <laughs> where you just let them float down a stream. Yep. Um, yeah. That's, yeah. There's three people who got that. So, do I tell and, a breakup story every week? You do, and it's wow, funny man. every fucking week. I shed them. <laughs> yeah, dude, you shed them like a virus, brother. They show up, and I start looking for an exit strategy. You start creating spike proteins as soon as they enter a room, dude. So I started microdosing methamphetamines. <laughs> And that's really hard. That's hard. Um, <laughs> it's I hard to my, stick to that program. I, back in the late 80s, I started microdosing cocaine. And it didn't work out the way I thought it would. No. 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 Um, apparently, you can't do a little. No. That's no. A, I didn't it's realize weird. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have microdosed psilocybin before and did like a point one. Like for a number of days, ah, wasn't my thing. No, why? Because I could. St- People are like, "Well, you can't even feel it. You can't even feel it." And I'm like, "I could feel it, man. It made yeah. things different for me. Yeah, and it wasn't a good different. I didn't feel more fucking in tune with the universe or anything. Yeah, you know, it didn't calm my anxiety. You and I are pragmatic, um, kind of science minded guys, and. We don't necessarily believe in the universe that they believe in. <laughs> oh, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you know, it's believe- governed it's governed by math. Yeah. Not fucking, you know, fairies and pixie dust and I mean I don't want to be a dick because I know some of the people that listen to this podcast are very much into And that's I appreciate yeah. that. 
I really do. I just think once we unlock a lock in, in science or, or life, it's unlocked. Like we know yeah. what's happening. We don't have to suppose anymore. Right. We used to think lightning was a god throwing lightning bolts down at us too. Like, right. I, I mean, this is, we as people yearn for mm-hmm. truth and we yearn for an explanation. And when those, when those explanations are given to us, we should just kind of be like, cool, let's move on to the next thing. Yeah. You shouldn't fight it like flat earth people. Like, right. Just let's move on to the next thing that might be cool. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I appreciate it the same way I think about astronomy or not astronomy, astrology. astrology. Sorry. I know astronomers hate that. I know. That. I am an outspoken critic. Um, <laughs> but so I should shut the fuck up too because, like, <laughs> I'm, I, so here's the thing. And I don't I have no idea how we got it going down this Whatever. rabbit hole, but um, I think it's an interesting it's conversation. The more open minded people feel that they are, right, tends to be. Uh, directly proportional to how closed off they actually are. Thank you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I am not immune to that phenomenon. No. I definitely am closed off to a lot of shit. Of course. Obviously. I mean, I I wield my anti-astrology sword all the fucking time. You draw that sword, sir. I draw that and sword. And you use it. I do. You do. I do. And, and, and <laughs> you know, there are there is something to be said about, you know, there is... There are magnetic waves generated from the earth and there is a cyclical time to things, which case in point, menstruation. There are cyclical things. Uh, the, the moon tides, creates yeah. tides. I get it. I understand the pull and the push of the universe. It's just when they dial it in so hard, <sighs> it gets tedious, man. Well, that's my argument. They bring up. You know, that, well, we're 70% fluids and the moon influences the oceans, don't you think? And I'm like, yes. What I don't agree with is that you know how it fucking affects anything. Right. Because you don't. Because you don't. You agree in dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody has that fucking degree. No. You know but, what I mean? But is there, there's words that we use that are common uh, lexiconal words like lunatic. The moon makes you of crazy. That's the whole mythos of a werewolf. Yeah. So there are there are things that do definitely like if you look at crime rates, they go up on a full moon. They do. It's weird, but it's not explainable with a simple fucking tarot card or a chart. Okay? That, Gypsy rose. That <laughs> this chart that Jennifer made <laughs> on a <laughs> Because Jennifer from Nantucket knows more than anybody. Um, Yeah, it's a little tedious. That's the other thing. You can just guess. And most of the time, if you're like, I guess something shitty is probably going to happen. And then something shitty happens. Shocker. Shocker. Wow. Well, this is the point. Copernicus. (laughs) Galileo. Um, That's what makes it funny is when you are a grifter, and I'm not calling everybody who does this a grifter. If you enjoy whatever you enjoy, however, when you're making money on it, you then become a grifter. What what happens with grifters is they they have this magical thing they do. And this is mind readers, mentalists, as they like to call themselves now. This is what happens with people. What they do is they suppose and when they're right, they claim credit. And when they're wrong, they say, well, sometimes we're wrong. Yep. There is no negative. 
It's they like the guy always that always win. It's like the guy that comes out every year and tells you when the world is going to end according to biblical prophecy. Going. And what guess in what? 2012. Oh, the Mayan calendar. Yeah, there was a smudge on my Bible. Yeah. You know. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry. I misread <laughs> is what that comes down to. Um, what is the old joke from Ghostbusters 2 when wow. the guy when the guy says that he's on Bill Murray's talk show? And he's like, the world's going to end oh, yeah, yeah, on yeah. February 14th, blah, 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 <laughs> and he, Valentine's Day. Bummer. And he's, <laughs> but, he, but he's like, um, aren't you cutting it a little close? I mean, the thing's not going to be in paperback for another six months. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly, dude. Exactly. Yeah. They're just grifters. And I, you got to love them. As long as there's people willing to buy snake oil, there will always be snake oil salesmen. Yeah. Period. End of story. Anything that you believe in that strongly becomes a religion. Sorry, it and does. Cult. And like my religion is clearly not believing in anything. No, you, you know don't even I mean? believe in love. That's my religion. <laughs> is not believing in anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, as flawed as anyone. You are. Um, as we all are, sir. Uh, we were going to talk about some... Recently, all of you guys, you all know this. We've been talking about like best and worst and... You know, it's a fun thing that we do. It's something that we do when we hang out. Like if we're at a bar, we talk about this and it makes us laugh. So we're just going to introduce a little bit more of it um, to the podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because we have a good time. Um, We were talking and there's so many and so many we're going to forget. And by the way, later, Bobby's going to tell you where you can tell us your opinion on what we're about to talk. 100%. However, let's talk. I'm not holding my breath. Best, I know <laughs> you irresponsible, non responsive, savage fucksticks. <laughs> they are, they're all savages, they don't care, they just use us, they abuse us, and they throw us away. Take their free content and run like a tissue. Yeah, you douchebags. I love you though. Um, what is the best and the worst sequel Ooh. to a movie? And we're gonna, we. we it's going to take a little while. We're going to remember things as we talk. So there's a lot of, when you start talking about bad sequels, I never think about like dumb and dumber two or well, super troopers two or, you know, like that crap that's being made. Are, are you saying because the I'm not saying that property I'm wasn't not, serious. Kind of. Okay. Like when I think of like what a good sequel should be, it should be something that was actually good in the first place. And don't get me wrong, I can watch Dumb and Dumber any day of the week and I'll laugh my ass off. It's funny as shit. Not Super Troopers, that movie sucks. What we're talking about is like, almost like borderline iconic movies that have then taken the decision to make a sequel on something that didn't want one. Like a film that you walk out of the theater and you're like, I cannot wait to see more of that. Right, okay, okay. I'm going to eliminate one movie. Oh, no. Right from Jump Street. Just, okay, just to take it off the fucking... Because, and if you disagree with me on this, The Empire Strikes Back is like the dopest fucking sequel of all time. I mean, can we get rid of Godfather 2? Yeah, I'll I'll take that off the table because that's a great one. You get one and I get one. Because usually when you talk sequels, it's Godfather 2. Has there been a sequel better than the original? Everybody points to Godfather, Godfather too. So let's take I have those one. two out. Mine is mine's gonna 
Mine's better it's than the T2, original. It's T2, right? But it's different. Oh, <laughs> fuck off. No, that's my worst. Okay, let's go best. Let's go best sequel. Okay. Um. So this is interesting because Ridley Scott did a film called Alien. Ah! Which is one of the greatest... I knew it. Greatest bottle horror films trapped on a spaceship i mean and it never been done before really in that way terrifying incredibly well acted scare it and sigourney fucking brother hurt i mean brother what a oh um um who's the awesome black dude um that was Yafik in midnight run yafik kodo god that guy's a fucking assassin fucking bro. G. um didn't it have a uh, fucking uh what's her name in it which one um I can't remember the other gal's uh, name. The, the famous great tit when she was young. <laughs> I'm sorry I remember that. She is literally like a, a isn't she like a, um, oh my God. Well, I have a computer Pull in front of me. Pull up the IMDb. I'm, um, I'm dying right now. But my point. She was famous actress in Winchester in. Yeah. We can edit her. Oh, my God. I'm going to kill myself. No, it's Um, fine. Anyway. It's fine. So, Alien. So, the reason I bring up Alien, obviously, it's the sequel actually is such a completely different film that it transcends everything that Ridley Scott did such a beautiful job of setting up. Copy. And I talk a lot of shit about James Cameron, but that fucking sequel... Aliens is my favorite sequel. I don't know if it's the best film out of all of them, but it's the one that I will watch time and time and time again. Um, Bill Paxton is a fucking oh miracle in that. Paul He's... Reiser plays this horrible dirtbag. He plays it so, <laughs> so fucking well. well. Um, you almost feel like that's who Paul Reiser is. I, I mean, by the end of the movie, you <laughs> literally <laughs> can't watch Paul Reiser. <laughs> like, mad about, you, mad about me or whatever. That never worked for me because of fucking aliens. Helen, so I could never look at that guy as a human being. What a all, piece of shit. The most handsome woman ever in television history. Oh, well, Helen Hunt. <laughs> handsome. She was pretty handsome. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the other girl in Alien was Veronica Cartwright. And I can picture her. The picture on IMDb is a much older lady. Right. They keep these pretty current. Um, but she had that like short, jagged hair. Is that yeah. who you think? Yeah. Yes. But um, she has the great scream in the dinner scene yes. when the alien starts to pop out of Hurt's chest. Yeah. Um, John Hurt. Um, oh, by the way, we lost... We lost Billy Hurt. We lost Sir William Hurt. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, that guy's one been of, in some great movies. One of the best. One, one of our modern gems. I know most of you probably saw him in fucking Iron Man. But, um, <laughs> yeah, right. He was he General had, Ross. But he had a, Altered he, States, Big Chill, Broadcast Kiss News, of the Spider Woman. You know, was he in Accidental Tourist? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. dude was a but, fucking um, G, man. You're talking great about actor. one but, of the anywho. best. One of the best of all so, time. Rest we in peace to, to William Hurt. Yeah, what Billy a great Hurt, guy. brother. Yeah, Billy um, Hurt was a great actor. What a what a amazing, fucking understated actor. So he, again, I'll wrap this up. But all the reason Aliens is he shifted the genre. Okay. He turned a horror movie into a terrifying action film, thriller like yeah. action thriller. I mean, there's scenes in that movie. I've seen it more than I've hot, hot, had hot meals, and it still fucking freaks me out. 
when the motion sensor's going oh off. Oh, my like, God. They're dude, in they the room. They're in the room. They're in the room. Oh, <laughs> and then he pops his head up into the into the tiles, Yo. and those fuckers are crawling at him. That shit still fucks me up, it's man. terrifying. It scares the piss out of me. I'm like, <laughs> they're coming. They're coming. <laughs> Get out of there. Uh, that's uh. a great pull, man. Aliens is such a fucking good pull. And I, and I started the conversation not having one. <laughs> so in my mind I'm like searching for something that's that okay I love but I, I um, could do my worst you could do your worst do your worst you usually do I usually do <laughs> um so my least favorite sequel saying I guess I'm going to qualify this because this is I'm not saying this is the best sequel of all time I'm not saying this is the worst sequel of all time I see what you're, this well, one that gets on your fucking this nerves. is my shit right, right. this I is things you. that I got troubled you. me I got you. um I mean we could argue about Exorcist 2 or something. I don't want to steal any choices that you might have because there's a lot of worst sequels out there. Exorcist 2 would be on the top five. It's top five. For sure. One of That is a unconscionable <laughs> eye rape. <laughs> Dude, so bad. It's so and fucking James bad. James Earl Jones was in it, which oh. makes it more disturbing. I'm going to segue off that. Ooh, I like it. I gave one of my favorite softball, brother. One of my favorite films of all time, my favorite score of all time, my favorite adventure <laughs> film of all time, came out in 1982, starring Sir Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called Conan the Barbarian, oh. featuring James Earl Jones as Thulsa Doom. Thulsa Doom. I love that movie on levels that I can't even explain. It- it brings me joy to this day. It hits a lot of the notes, right? Fucking A, right? I love that it's fucking movie. It's a beautiful movie. movie. I love it. Um, so well acted. That being said, Conan the Destroyer. <laughs> and by the way, when I bring up Conan the Barbarian, everyone looks at me with a jaundiced eye because they're like, why? why in the fuck would you like Conan the Barbarian? What about that Grace Jones shit? And I'm like, no, <gasps> dog. I'm not talking about that fucking movie. No, that's different. That's different. Yeah, that, man was a fucking amazing movie. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm talking about is the magnum opus directed by some guy. <laughs> it sure as fuck was not directed by John Milius, who was one of our all-time great screenwriters oh and filmmakers. 100%. More of a screenwriter, I think. You know, but I, I, although I, I love Wilt Chamberlain dressed in a bad wig, oh. carrying a battle axe. Yeah. Is yeah. one of the best things I've ever seen. Grace life. Jones with a big old stick. <laughs> Just aping every scene. And I think it was, I can't remember if it's Olivia Diabo. No, it's Olivia Dabo. Yeah. It's not Miriam Dabo. No, okay. no, it's Olivia Dabo. It's, um, whew, that movie is dumb on levels that I can't even like. <laughs> and I love dumb shit, but I can't wrap my head around how that was bad that fucking movie is. Stinker. It God. was a stinker. Dude. Yeah. So bad. bad. The only thing I'll give her credit for is that the score that Basil, because they got Basil Palladors to come back and rescore it. Right. um, And a lot of the music's similar, but it's different. It's better. The score of of Conan the Destroyer is actually more intense and better than the Conan the Barbarian score. Weird. Which I have on vinyl. And I'll just throw it on and listen to it. You're a fucking nightmare. (laughs) Well, ex girlfriend of mine bought me that, and I was That's like, awesome. "I was like, why have I never thought about this?" <laughs> <laughs> Where, Aaron, 
Big Daddy Aaron's got to pee. We're going to take a break. And we're I, coming gonna, back I'm, with your With my shit. Choices. For sure. I'm going to go 1099 it. All right. I'm going to play some uh, elevator music. And we're back. Oh, we're back. Sorry, man. I had to pee so fucking bad. Well, the bathroom in Cloud City is down the hall, which is like the only thing about this place that's not super classy. No, dude. I have to run a quarter mile (laughs) to get to the bathroom. We share that bathroom with several attorneys. (laughs) And then we have to put in a punch code to pee. And if you hit the punch code wrong... You're pissing your pants. That's what's <laughs> yeah, happening. Don't fuck up. Don't fuck up, brother. Um, okay. So I actually enjoyed quite a bit yours. Okay. I, so I, to recap, okay. my favorite sequel, Aliens. So good. By Sir James Cameron. Yeah. My least favorite sequel, Conan the Destroyer, by some piece of shit that I truly, <laughs> truly fucking hope is in the ground somewhere. Oh, my God, dude. Because fuck that guy. I'm going to... <laughs> I hope his family is so sad. <laughs> I'm going to go a little off grid. Okay. As I like to say. You took my worst sequel okay. by talking about Exorcist 2 Heretic. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, I brought fine. that. That's a That was a dick move and I regretted it the it's second fine. I brought it it's up. It's fine. It's I fine. had a feeling. That was my... Well, I know your affinity for Exorcist 3, which <sighs> is a great sequel. Could I, could I put Exorcist 3 as... My favorite sequel. Because is it a three or a two? So when something's the third part of something, is it a sequel? I actually don't know. Well, let me. It's just sequential. That's what sequel means. But let me put this another way. Considering Exorcist 2 had nothing to do with anything The Exorcist was. It was another movie. Exorcist 3 is the true sequel to The Exorcist. Oh, okay. Right. You may have just lawyered me. <laughs> I just Joel fried you. Dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> local Christ. humor is funny. Yeah, local um, humor is funny. Humor he has an funny. office right down the hall. He literally has an office down the hall. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Exorcist 3 okay. would be my tr- my genuine. Um, I was going to do something funny in the virtue by virtue of horror and justify it just because I know Bobby would understand what I'm saying. <laughs> Exorcist three, by the way, might be more frightening than the Exorcist. I'm just putting it out there. We we had a whole ass it's, it's different podcast. Yeah. Um about it and you can't hear it because we did bad things back then. Oh yeah, we turned that shit off. That was horrible. Um but we talked about how powerful Exorcist three was. And I know it sounds weird to say Ex- Exorcist three, that sounds like A lot of people don't know that film exists. Um, It is, honestly, to this day, more frightening than The Exorcist. There are themes and shots and weird cuts in that movie that are very troubling. Yeah. Sorry. 
God, no, no. Do you prefer the director's version over the no, theatrical no, cut? I don't. I think I the agree. theatrical cut is better. I agree. There's a, we always say this. There's always the master, this is what I intended to do, and there's a reason why they left that shit on the floor. Yeah. Typically, there is. If you're a hyper nerd and you want 20 more minutes of B-roll, fine. Right. That's awesome for you. But they, there was a lot of missteps they did with the director's cut. That they shredded in the theatrical version of Exorcist Three. Right. It was con- it was concise. It was quick. It felt g- really good. Um, I was gonna make a joke and say my, one of my favorite sequels, and it honestly is only because it is what it is. Is Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two? Oh fuck, dude! I'm so with you, bro. <laughs> It is so fucking fun. That movie. If you have never seen this movie. Okay. First of all, Dennis Hopper. Hopper. With his oversized chainsaw and his oversized hat is one of the greatest things ever. Oh, my God. The scene where Leatherface (laughs) and What's His Nuts burst into the radio station. Yes. And attack that girl. Yes. And he starts like, like trying to shove his chainsaw up or cooch. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, he's not doing that, but he's like touching her who kind of yeah, in a weird it's way a weird, with the chainsaw. But Matthew McConaughey. Well, that's not Matthew McConaughey. Oh no, that's the other. That's one. the that's the next. Sorry, one. sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 conflating yeah, yeah. No, my you're Texas fine. chainsaw. You're fine. But the guy that has the metal plate in his head that keeps. Oh, eating, Bill. Um, what's his name? Oh my gosh, the man. guy eating the skin off it, of his head. He's the guy from Rob Zombie's movies. Um, oh, uh, uh, Bill Moller, Moyer, 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 something like that. I don't know. Bill Maher. Uh, I think it was Bill Maher. It's the, it was, By the way, what a piece of shit Bill Maher's become. Yeah, I, don't, I can't really watch that. He, that is an unwatchable show now. Even to somebody who considers himself on the left, as I do, and leftist is almost like a poisoned well term at this point, he is just a fucking, what an arrogant cunt. What a just a narcissistic! I'm right. He's just such a little baby boy. Okay, I'm gonna stop you before we really digress again. Yeah, Um, that's Bill Mosley. Mosley. Yeah, and he plays the guy that has a plate in his head, and he's and he carries a coat hanger and burns it, and then sears his head, and then eats the skin. It eats the skin. It's (laughs) one of the most (laughs) troubling things ever. Okay, so there's that. So I love that. I love that that came up. Okay, that would have been an honorable mention. (laughs) But I do love Exorcist three in the canon um, of being like. I love you that. Know, that's a genre uh, pick that's outside the box. It's so good, you know? guys. I can't, We talked about this years ago, and I'm telling you now, if you haven't watched it, it will scare you. I'm. This isn't like jump scare. There are a couple. This is creeping you out to the bones. It's a very disturbing movie, and I love it so much. All right. Um, what about your worst? Worst sequel? Do your worst. Easy peasy. Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Ooh. You went from one of the most frightening, genre-bending um, horror movies of all time with Nightmare on Elm Street. That is so scary. Um, it doesn't hold up very well just because it doesn't. But Wes Craven, at his best, you never really get to see Freddy too much. He has these weird mannerisms, and you, you can never run from him. It's a very, it, it created a whole cycle of horror was Nightmare on Elm Street. 
Um, everybody who saw it as a child was affected by it. If you know anybody over 35, ask them about the first time they saw it. And it's usually like, oh, my God. It's usually a big, powerful moment. Nightmare right. on Elm Street 2. <laughs> Let's talk about this movie. Because this is, it was not, Wes Craven did not direct that one. No. It, this was a Bud Light commercial turned into a horror movie. It was <laughs> so fucking bad and so horrible. Like, we went to go see this, like, dressed up like Freddy as kids. We were in. Right. And we saw that movie, and it was him at a pool party offing Chad's and, and, and Brenda's. Well, which I think is one of the big complaints about that film is that Freddy somehow just jumped into the world with he, everybody. J- Literally jumped. The cannon. Into, yeah, they exploded the cannon. Yeah. And they went back to it with Dream Warriors, which, by the way, is super which underrated. Which Craven film. came back for. But super underrated, by the way, too. Yeah. Dream Warriors was fucking dope as shit. That's a great movie. Um, it's a great fucking horror movie. It's so much fun. It's where Freddy got his humor. Like, he really dug into the humor. Welcome to prime time, Welcome bitch. bitch. <laughs> into the TV. So good. Um, but two was an aberration. Freddie didn't look like himself. They tried to pawn it off as like sold goods and that they can put on a whole generation that because we know how much Nightmare on Elm Street affected people when it came out. It was a low budget horror. He made a shit ton of money from it. And it it, it felt like the, the studio aped the concept and turned it into a fu- like that's why I say a Bud Light commercial. That's the only thing that I can think of. It was like a it, like Spuds McKenzie fucking hell, whoa, dude, cowabunga. Well, it was fucking garbage. I think what happened is as Wes Craven left that property, and a new writer and new director came on. They wanted to take it to a place where it became analogous to like being homosexual in high school. That's a wow. huge part of that fucking plot line. Wow. Um, they used the, I can't remember the kid's name that played the character, but. Um, the main he, dude? He was the right. outcast kid. He was the outcast kid. You know, and there's the scene where like the gym teacher comes into the shower wearing like a gimp outfit and fucking like torturing oh him in God, the shower and all right. that shit. I forgot about that. Yeah. There was a lot of like um, homosexual overtones to that movie that I think kind of. More negative. It, s- well, negative like kind of like, yeah like in a, i mean it, it, it was trying to deal with this kid being the outcast or what have you and i don't know i haven't seen that movie in 20 fucking years because I mean, it's the the thing you have to remember about it is it sucks <laughs> i mean it was no 976 evil I mean, wow um well that is a bad ver- movie <laughs> <laughs> there was a whole trope in 80s and 90s horror where it was the outcast shit on a kid that gets revenge yeah that was a big deal back in the 80s and 90s and it happened over that's why i brought up 976 evil because that was the beat up kid that gets revenge yes and that was a huge deal know what i also was going to put honorable mention pet cemetery 2 oh that is so bad because the first one was great Although Clancy Brown is fucking amazing in it. You shut your horror mouth. <laughs> he's so right now. good in it. Dude. When he's snapping bad? the bunny's necks and the fucking <laughs> how, but how bad was that movie? Well, so um <laughs> Edward Furlong has been part of two of the worst sequels of all time. 
<laughs> Are you going T2? Well, I already you did mine. But, yeah, that, okay. I mean, for me, and I know if we actually get feedback, which I hope you do, 970-426-5344, yeah. um, give us some feedback on what your ideas are. Um, yeah, Terminator 2 is something I will get blowback on because I really find that movie to be boring as fuck. See, and you had mentioned it like this. You brought it up. What is it? The first half hour? Amazing. You're in one of the best action films of all time. Last half hour? Amazing. And what's in between? A bunch of fucking <laughs> boring as shit, hiding out in Mexico, teaching a robot how to smile. It's fucking awful. But you get to look at Linda Hamilton a lot. Yeah. But she, yeah. Handsome. She's mannish, but I like her Handsome. too. Handsome. <laughs> I think that's a Wayne's World line. She's one of the handsome boys, uh, for sure. Um, <laughs> that being said, but but no, that's that's interesting. I went I went in genre. You went kind of in genre because you're a Ridley Scott nerd. Well, and we're genre guys. I mean, I, let's be honest. Yeah, if Sean was here, he would probably say, "Fucking Batman Forever was the best sequel." He he would probably say that. No, he wouldn't. I mean, <laughs> and he's the reason I would like excuse Empire Strikes Back from the conversation, right? Because you know he's going to probably drift into that. You can't. And honestly, you know what he's going to say. What's he going to say? Dark Knight. Ah, uh, yeah. He would say Dark Knight. It, he he'd say Dark Knight. We're we're speaking on behalf of We're speaking Sean on behalf of Chai. Um, um but speaking right. of which, we're getting a at some point in the future, we're going to get a sound pad. <laughs> so, oh, and we're gonna if Sean doesn't want to do this, we're gonna bring Sean to you. Yeah, we're just gonna we're, take old gonna clips take of Sean and put them on the sound pad. And sound pad it. <laughs> it's gonna be brilliant, and yep. you're going to love it. Oh, Here. and by the way, he can't bitch at us because we own that intellectual property. Yeah. So so suck it, nerd. Suck I it, think, buddy. I Sorry, think that's what it's called. Um, you could do it live. We love you, brother. Uh, that being said, <laughs> next week we're going to have a very special guest. We are not done yet. We're going to take a brief intermission. We're going to come back with some you, Zach. Talk a little bit more media for you, but real media, not our little uh, you know philosophical bullshit arguments. We're going to talk about some real shit so you yeah. guys can enjoy the rest of the week without us because I know you miss us when we're gone. And we do and have a quick call in. So We do? Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. but Oh. Son of a bitch. So, yeah, well, you and I go smoke a dart. We'll just play that for the kids. Oh, okay, cool. I'll have to listen back. All right. Hi, this is Congresswoman Lauren Bobert. I'm sorry I missed you. I was hoping to connect with you about my efforts to secure our water, manage our forests, and protect our freedoms during a live call with your Congresswoman. I'm holding tonight. If you have any questions or want to get in touch with me, Please call me at my office, 970-208-0460. That's 970-208-0460. Have a great night. Okay, well, that was a little bit disconcerting. That was weird. Um, Didn't expect to get that. Didn't expect any paychecks from the Bobert campaign. (laughs) Um, By the way, if you want to tell... You know, Lauren, Lauren Bobert about what you're thinking yeah. about her um, legislative career. Uh, <laughs> you can reach her at 970-208-0460. And I welcome all of our many thousands of listeners to call that number 
And, you know, express your concerns about the front range. Yeah. You know, because she's and, and she's very close to being our representative. She is our representative. I'm saying she's very close <laughs> to being. <laughs> um, we're she, responsible for this monster. So you is, should probably uh, tell her about herself. Yeah. She is disconcertingly hot in person. It's frustrating. She's a wee bit. I've seen her in person now twice, and it makes me furious that I <laughs> want to have relations with her can in a you, manly fashion. Can you take her and at the same time have your toe in her mouth? I got, <laughs> <laughs> can that happen all at the same time? <laughs> I, at this age? No. No, I don't think I can pull that off. Not without some CBD salve. And... <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Call that number. Let her know how you feel, everybody. Hey, but more importantly, guys. More importantly. Call 970-426-5344. Toe in the mouth. 970-426-5344. We want your feedback on this sequel thing. We'd like to talk about this and follow up with you guys. Um, we will probably respond on the podcast, if not in person, because we know a lot of you idiots. Yeah, fuck so, sticks. So, by all means. Um, also, send us an email if you'd rather do it a little more non-personal yeah. at whiskeyreel at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, real quick side note. That was my radio voice. That was nice. I liked it. It sounded very sultry. Um, side note, we, we understand we didn't say Blues Brothers 2. Oh, we know that. We didn't. Okay. Um, Zach Williams, who, by the way, rumor has it, might be on the podcast might next week. Might be on the podcast next might week. Might be joining Big us. Big Z. Um, Big Z, who is a local business owner and a true gentleman. And a bon vivant. And he is a bon vivant. <laughs> it's so stupid. He also makes a mean bon me. Uh, he, he makes a bon me. Yeah. You uh, gotta say it angry. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, that made me a little Tread, uh, <laughs> treading water. We're brother. trying to get a new sponsor <laughs> for this show right now, and I'd like to avoid all racial stereotypes. <laughs> racial? Ratio stereotypes? Yeah, whatever. Okay. Um anyway. Yeah. He, said, um, he sent me a text because he overheard Aaron and I talking about this at his lovely bar, Second Deli and Spirits. Yeah. They also have food. They have great food, amazing they really sandwiches. Do, um, by the way, that is the hangout in Durango, Colorado. If you get there at eleven o two, you will not get a seat. Um, I'm going to say it is home to all of the successful Durango <laughs> DJs. <laughs> it's a good point. It's it's a bunch of degenerates <laughs> who are have jobs, but. Are in a position to not do them. Right. Yeah. And they just can sip Tito's and fucking sodas. I'm their technical personnel. <laughs> so I have you. all their Wi Fi passwords. <laughs> so I just work out of that. I call it second office. Second office. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're beautiful people. Not Colin, just Zach. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we love Colin. Colin yeah, is he- so. Mad at us. <laughs> he almost died. He's so mad at us for having Zach gone first. That being said, we're going to transition into local news. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what we were doing. I know. That's right. Um, we're going to talk a little Muzak. 
we've been we've been skirting around the music lately, guys. Um, only because we've had so much shit to talk. It's hard to bring ourselves back into helping you find new rhythms. Yeah, you got to find new rhythms, man. Um, I I hope all of you know who the Hieros are, the hieroglyphics. Um, they're the offshoot, dull, funky Homo sapien. Uh, West Coast, Oakland, um, legends, absolute fucking legends, um, obviously. Um, if you know who they are, you know. If you don't, you don't. Regardless, there's a gentleman within the group called Casual, uh, one of the main guys in Hyro. Um, he, to no one's surprise who's in music, to everybody's surprise who doesn't know, has been making music this whole time. He came out with a new album that is an absolute banger man um i think it's what is it called the art of it's called the art of something i forgot um we're old and befuddled so the art of reanimation the art of reanimation thank you bobbeth thank you that's why i'm here um, that's why you're here um this is a fucking action-packed album he has features from everybody everybody wanted to come on this shit and do work with him this particular one is with a gentleman we had put to you guys who did an album with Muggs. Uh, Muggs is from Cypress Hill, most famous. House of Pain, Cypress Hill, Muggs, DJ Muggs. Um, that kid has stayed in his fucking lane and uh, uh, brought out a kid named Crime Apple. I know it's a fucking weird name. Crime Apple's a fucking amazing MC. He's a Spanish kid from uh, East Coast Spanish kid. Um, and this shit is absolute fire. Um, what's it called? Try? Um, this is nothing to toy with. Nothing to toy with. Sorry. Um, also featuring P-Dart, Edo. Edo? Edo's dope. And e- Crime e- Apple. And Crime Apple. Who we've done on the podcast. We before. have done. Yeah. We had a we did a song from him called Peligroso. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> which was dope as shit. Um, he's just East Coast, um, fucking Spanish, hardcore, fucking selling drugs out the bodega type shit. And I hope you enjoy it. The poison from Eduardo, have a strip looking Milo. A little bitch out in Chicago said she been dying to suck it. So I went to the Windy City and let her blow on the trumpet. That's a great fucking line. line, man. It's all tan word, the Banana Republic. Crime apple on the beat, you didn't see the shit coming. You was thinking you had a wave, now you see sick to your stomach. They even preaching to the choir, who's speaking to the liar. Yelling at the voiceless, hellin' back was choiceless. These niggas got the most shit to say. I'm just praying they don't ricochet. Huh? Avoid it. Huh? Cause these streets nothing to toy with. We don't get to enjoy shit. Different shit, same toilet. Woo! I love that hook. Big verse, man. I love that hook. Dude, he said lick the gusano, which is a fucking... Which is... That's what they call, like, fake Cubans. They call them worms. Like, which is Gusana, and the, the fact that he flipped that into saying, like, you know what I mean? She's like the Gusano. It's, Crime Apple's a fucking problem, man. He's dope. He's <laughs> yeah, dope he's as shit, dope. man. Uh, but that casual album, check it out. I'm talking to you, Bustos. I know you're listening. Uh, we'll get some feedback, hopefully, from yeah, Bustos. I'm, yeah. I miss hearing from that guy. I do, too. He, By the way, our, I mean, we have Dana, and we, we have a lot of people on this podcast that... Oh, hi. Full on. That was my butthole. 
<laughs> the full on <laughs> listen. No, I just got texted. Okay. By a girl. Oh. <laughs> um <laughs> was it good or bad? Um no, I'm, I mean we would love to hear from Bustos again. Uh, he yeah. did give us our suggestion on some music what yeah. two weeks three weeks ago with About Sean. Three weeks ago with Sean. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um and that was great. We love hearing from that guy. Yeah. He's contributed. I, I, I just know his style. And if he hasn't listened to this already, listen to this shit, brother. Yeah, it's yeah. so Absolutely. Good. And I'm sorry, I'm getting blown up and I should have turned that shit off. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> You're just trying to flex. Humble brag. <laughs> so, Bodies get blown up by girls. <sighs> as I usually do, I n- neglected to come up with some music beforehand. <laughs> and you, we used to be so much better about this. I know. But life has taken a turn. Life has been a little strange yes. for the last few weeks for all of us. Um but as I was just poking through my favorite source of hipster bullshit, uh, pitchfork.com, shout out to friends of the podcast. Pitchfork. Pitchfork. Sponsors. Um, I saw an album by a band that started out in like 1982. Yeah, some shit like there. I'm pretty sure it's 1982. Um, and when you hear Tears for Fears, <laughs> you immediately recognize. You know what I mean? Yeah, so... Their music played a huge role, like especially guys Aaron and I's age, that their music God. played a massive role. So this is a, this is a group that gave you like shout, shout, let it all out. That's of a, that's that's yeah. the famous song. But there's um, you know um, what is it? Fucking sowing the seeds. Oh yeah, of love, which is a great song. Which is an amazing song. I mean, uh, long story short, these guys put out a catalog of music unbelievable um so really but just we're not even being funny because it's 80s like this is a legit group man yeah very talented songwriters very, t- very Roland, good what's his roland I oh his i can't remember name. his name uh, but we i just know him as roland friend yeah. of the podcast roland, oh yeah he's our buddy tears for fears we, we haven't uh, talked to roland in a while he's sixty thousand years old <laughs> and so, <laughs> we got, okay so this is why i wanted to play this song because um, I started listening to this on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard about it. It's nope. a really cool video nope. upload site. YouTube. Write it down. I think it's YouTube.com. Tube? Is it .com? .org? Dot... Or is it .gov? Yeah. It could okay. be a .gov okay. at this point. Um, the, the way they're watching us. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to hear the song, obviously, because I haven't heard Tears for Fears in a bazillion years. I haven't yeah. even thought about them. Why would you? You know know what I mean? They're not relevant in today's world necessarily. They put out an album. Pitchfork had a review up. Pretty positive. Yeah. You know, as they're want to do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I throw it up on YouTube. And as soon as the video comes on, I started to hate the song. And not because the song (laughs) is bad necessarily. (laughs) Why, Bobby? But because they feature... These two old bastards just in a black room singing this song. And I don't know about you guys. I don't want to seem ageist, but watching two old (laughs) fucking hipsters (laughs) fucking sing their music is not really what I want to do. Okay. Okay. The video detracted from my enjoyment of this music, which actually is probably pretty good. It's not bad. I'm not not going to say it's great. It's not bad. No. Yeah, I'll um, give it a solid not bad. It's trite as shit. Um, well, but that, I mean, that's tears for fears. Well, I don't know. They, they wrote felt- very easily digestible, well-written, 
incredibly well performed. Yeah, big yeah. fucking hooks. But melo- but melodically, oh, so he melodic. was so beautiful, and they they wrote amazing writing by virtue of like you said, hooks. Their progressions, everything they did was so well succinct and um, just really good musicians. This feels a little. I have a. I have a. I have an issue with old men being relevant, and I know that sounds really weird because I'm an old man now. Yeah, that's kind of. And gross. I'm not. And I'm not trying to be. <laughs> the problem is, as a young man, you're fighting for relevancy, so that hunger and that fire artistically. You have this like burning knife that just wants to drive through everybody. And it's like this driving, it's this pulling force that just like you can't control. As you get older and you get wiser, it becomes more about you you, you try to get headier and more cerebral and more all-encompassing. And it's less directed. And it starts to feel like that hammer turns into a pillow. Okay. By virtue nope. of the weight. Um, and you're still swinging it the same. But instead of swinging a sledgehammer, so, you're swinging a pillow. Do you think it would be fair to say that that perspective could be a little bit cynical? Yeah. When you're pointing to these two guys that maybe are going for a cash grab. Maybe they're just trying to get or another they could tour. Be musicians. Because they're trying to, you know, die with health insurance. <laughs> Or they're British. They have health insurance. Oh, that's a good point. Actually, <laughs> we don't. Oh, okay, that blows my theory up. Um, but maybe these two guys, these two crazy old motherfuckers, <laughs> um, just really enjoy performing together and doing music together. I'm gonna go with that. You know, I'm gonna. Go I would like to think that's what's happening. From what I know about this band and the and the two guys that are this band is they care a lot about music. They would do it whether they sold it or not. I and it I feels hope that's like, true. I I think that is true. This is not K-pop. This isn't where you burn out at 19. These guys have been making music for 40 years and they've been doing it arguably really really well. Especially that top four. 20 oh, man. years they put out some absolute classics i love this band. can you even think of the movie real genius without thinking about everyone wants to rule the world everybody wants to rule the world like that song is there are songs that have become synonymous with certain films that song is so fucking tied to that they, movie. But you think about the writing in the context of that song, and it still holds true. It's timeless. Oh, it's a timeless song. Welcome it's a great to song. your life. Yep. There's no turning back. Uh-huh. You know, there 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 are these like really overreaching themes. But to think the about music. that lyric. That could be viewed as kind of a trite lyric too. I, I but I don't it, it could be if it was done wrong and it was done in earnest. I guess what I'm saying with this track that we're about to play you a little as as much as we can play <laughs> 30 seconds. Right. Um, I just want to go into it with the disclaimer of like, give it a second because I want to hear yeah. it. I want to hear more okay. and I want to hear this multiple times. Let's go. We're having knee jerk reactions to something we just put in our face. Plus, we're just laughing at their wrinkled old faces, <laughs> which is <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Do, not, do they not have moisturizer in the UK? Have they so, not 
happened upon face cream. Apparently, these guys have been working with chemicals and <laughs> sleeping the on sun. their face with corduroy pillows. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's listen to a few right, seconds of go. this song. <laughs> Goddamn. Watch that breath and feel the cold. Raise your hand, bite your tongue. Conversation is over and done. We let them out, we let them in. Will you ever know when it's the tipping point? See, this is my second time hearing this, and I already like it better. Really, I, dude, I love the harmonies. It, the, these listen, two old these guys fuckers. Are, <laughs> these guys are musicians, man. These this two crib crib keepers can fucking <laughs> sing together. No, they can. I'm kidding. I'm just no, being a dick. It, no, they these two gentlemen really sing well together. Their harmonies are fucking gorgeous they they know how to make music they know how to do it i'm wondering the whole time i was listening to that i'm like what if the themes and the properties were put into the hands of younger men you know what i mean because is this is this the style of music that people want to listen to right now and i'm not overly convinced it is and i'm wondering if it was put in the hands of somebody that was a little bit more hungry and fire like if it would if it would rage a little bit more because it feels like a song that wants to rage like it wants to be it wants to stand in the on a corner and scream that's the the, but that's what tears for fears has always wanted to do yeah and it just doesn't feel like it has that fire yeah and again we're listening to the title track this is the one they put out basically to be the single for this album which Says so a lot. I'm going to sit down and listen to this entire album because I'm intrigued by it. Okay. I want to see where these guys are going. When I've given bands like this a chance, um, sometimes I've been greatly disappointed. Yeah. And sometimes I've been rewarded like, you know, New Order put out shit after fucking Temptation that actually was really fucking good. Really good. And really I, good. I always go back to Peter Gabriel. If not better than some of their old stuff. Oh, yeah. Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel in his later life put out better music than he ever did with fucking Genesis or Shock the Monkey or Sledgehammer or yeah. any of that bullshit. He put out stuff better. Um, nobody heard it. but uh, there- By the way, any old Genesis fan listening is going to fucking call you. They're going to kill me. Because They're gonna that find is... Me. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. That is an argument that music nerds... Worst fandoms. They will go to war... Genesis. Over Genesis. Yeah, I know. And, and old Genesis might as well be Rush. Oh, and fucking... Phil might as well be fucking Sammy Hagar. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? And I, me? and I get it. Like I like the music that Peter Gabriel did with Genesis better than the, the Phil generation <laughs> we but, don't need oh my gosh yeah. phil collins invisible touch what an overrated gentleman 
Dude, I like Phil Collins. But Shut dude, up. Here's Phil the thing Collins about Phil that made dude. him fucking amazing. Susu Studio. I was about to bring this. <laughs> that guy wore white sneakers with his fucking suits, man. He that, fucking started it. He started he that started shit, bro. Fucking, he started it, brother. I'll rock that shit right now. Let's go. I've been in a wedding before wearing a suit and white sneakers. You know what I mean? You, and did you think Phil Collins? I mean, you didn't. Probably somewhere in the back of my head, <laughs> in between, I knew that I was paying tribute. In between lines in the bathroom, okay. <laughs> you were thinking Phil Collins. God, I wish <laughs> Phil Collins was here right now, man. I would totally hook him up with a bunk. You guys don't get it, but I think if Phil and I met, we'd be like best friends. <laughs> best friends. <laughs> Me and Phil and Keanu. And Ke- John Keanu. Cusack. Keanu. We'd all be fucking buddies. And... <laughs> Jeremy Renner. Oh, okay. By the way, we're halfway through this bottle, so all right, cool. It's probably um, time to. It's probably time to wrap it up. Pearl it up. Yeah, it's probably time to pearl it up. Um, I have one. I know Bobby has one. Um, I want to say if you're in a, if you're if you're working today, which I hope you are, and if you're not, that's fine too. No judgment, loser. If you're working today, um. Get the whole story before you make a decision from people you work with. I've been just put where or somebody told me a story about one thing. And then the person that was involved in the story told me a different story. And it's a lot of he said, she said. And you want to react off that first bite of information. Wait. That was my big thing. I want to I want to blow people apart when I hear something bad happening. Wait. Give it 48 hours to hear the other side because you're going to end up making a missed up or saying or being forceful with somebody you didn't need to and until you learn all the information. Be patient. Wait for all the information. You can always have that co- tough conversation with somebody that you work with that works for you. You can always have that tough conversation, but get all the information. It's going to make you look better. Um, reacting immediately to something because you heard this from this and this and this and this. There's always fucking different facets of the gem to look through. And there's a million different stories in between. And like I always say at work, the truth lies somewhere in the middle between two people. Wait to learn the other story before you react, even if it seems super serious. Just wait um, before you make a misstep. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, this is a weird one. I'm going to make myself cry probably a little bit, but. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I know. This is when we do this. It's always fun. Oh, God. Um, so this morning I woke up and I'm watching what I would consider to be a very entertaining but trifling kind of vacuous film. Which uh, was? Which is called The Atom Project. It's new on Netflix. Right. Um, starring Ryan Reynolds and other people. Jennifer Garner's in it. I've heard of him. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo's in Zoe it. Zoe Saldana. Zoe is, well, Zoe could get it. I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Yikes. I think there's not a human being that doesn't echo those feelings. Um, I would agree. <laughs> She's um, she's a beautiful girl. As the French say, focable. Hey. Um, <laughs> I don't know that word. What's the derivation? Um, no, but so. In a sentence. It's really funny because 
as all of us are probably experiencing grief on one level or another, because we've all lost people, especially in the last two years, we've probably lost relationships and we've lost loved ones and we've lost friends. And, you know, whether it's through natural causes or you just cut your family off or whatever, but you're feeling grief on some level and dealing with grief to me, I realized today has to be a matter of actually processing and dealing with it, you know, just facing it and sitting at it and doing all those things. So as you guys know, my mom passed away now going on three years now. That's crazy. Man. Yeah. And it's been three years. And um, <laughs> I haven't really spent a lot of time with that. Mm. I haven't really dealt with that a lot lately. Um, as you guys know, I always kind of bring up my brother on his anniversary days. And I talk about that stuff a lot. For whatever reason, I've decided to not really process my mom's passing, right? Mm. Um, I, I do at times. And... I'm watching this fucking stupid <laughs> young adult science fiction film. And there's a scene in it where, and I don't want to spoil it, but there's a scene where if you've watched the trailer, you kind of get the gist where Ryan Reynolds actually gets to have a conversation with his mom from the past. And he gets to talk to her as a stranger and try to help her. And it fucking floored me man like i was watching this stupid little scene in this silly little movie and i just realized i am covered in tears and i mean i am just streaming tears down my face because it was such a beautiful little sentiment of like how cool would it be you know to be actually like be able to talk to my mom and just go back and be like hey those things you were worried about you know, the, uh, if you ever wondered if your sons cared about you, they did. If you ever wondered about, you know, your husband, he loved you more than anything. And, and have the conversation with her after the fact. And I know it's silly, but like <laughs> what I realize is I just hadn't been dealing with my grief because it just came out in the middle of a fucking Ryan Reynolds movie. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And uh, I don't know. It just like I'm probably going to love that movie till the day I die. Just because of that fucking moment, which is so silly. But man, I just, um, so I guess if there's a pearl from that, it's like, as we all deal with grief, and I have really, really close friends right now that are dealing with some some grief that has happened in the last couple of weeks. We've lost people that we all knew and love. And we have to take time to sit in it and we have to take time to process it. And um, to me, I've come up with this like, analogy that that grief is like a bathtub and you need to sit in it sometimes and you need to soak in it and let it get inside of you and that's the only and let yourself cry you know and you don't have to fight off the tears man when you feel like crying about your your mom or your brother or your dad or if you lost the best friend or you know god forbid you lost a child because a lot of people have done that in the last couple of years, you know, and you got to sit in it and you need to let yourself grieve and you need to let yourself be sad for a minute. And uh, that way, Ryan Reynolds won't ever fucking make you cry. 